Okay, we're back. So I'm sure y'all probably noticed that we took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back with new microphones and headsets. So hopefully this sounds a little bit better than what we were doing before. I think anything probably sounds better than what we were doing before. <laughs> Less of an echo, right? Um, but we're here. So okay, I'm Caitlin. I'm back. If you don't recognize my voice. And then we have Marie. Hello. And, and I'm Scott. Yeah, Scott's new here. So we're all back together again um, for a little digital dialogue. Um, today we're going to actually talk about um, this awesome conference that Marie went to last week. It was Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, the Young Women in Digital Conference over at Google headquarters. Nice. It looked amazing because I know you took over our Twitter and our Instagram. I did. Uh, Thank you for giving me the keys to the castle for uh, 12 hours. It was fun. Um, yeah, it was great. It's They do a couple events, networking events around Boston, and then they've started to be doing more of these conference all day events. Mm -hmm. And this one was catered a lot around your career and kind of how to build your career in digital marketing. But what really drew me in was the speakers. Mm -hmm. They had some really awesome um, brands represented. They had people speaking from Dunkin' Donuts, from Reebok, from the skim uh, in particular, I which saw that I love yes. the skim. I, I have so to tell you, she was probably her name's Caitlin Jankowski, and she's the head of marketing for the skim, and she was just phenomenal. Her energy on stage was just so engaging and dynamic, and I was beyond impressed slash intimidated by um, you know she's seemingly very young in her mm -hmm. career and she's doing so much and the skim mm -hmm. is doing so much and they yeah. do it so well mm -hmm. so I think I learned the most just from her you know 20 minute speech yeah no that's amazing I was just looking at the names too in the businesses and I was like oh my gosh I would kill to be there that sounded amazing yeah you know I think it's going to events like that are always a little bit of a two-sided coin because it was inspiring and motivating mm -hmm. and you're you're sitting in a room just filled with your colleagues and you're listening to people and then at the same time at least for me on a personal level it's kind of like oh man like mm -hmm. these women are out here doing it you yeah. know um there was a woman speaking from Reebok about how she built up her career when she was a single mom and she brought her young babies and her mom babysat like on the road while she was on business trips and that was like the only way she could get it done and you know she was up at 4 a.m working out and I don't think I ever want a job badly enough that I will be up at 4 a.m. working out. But um, it was just, it's inspiring and intimidating, but in a really good way, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. No, absolutely. Like, I mean, I just think it's amazing, too, because, I mean, I was on their website just looking them up, and I was just blown away by how much they've grown and how, like, relatively a new organization. Yeah, and uh, the girl who ran the conference, and I believe started at least the Boston chapter, mm -hmm. she does this in her spare time. She works in marketing at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I used to work at Dunkin' Donuts, completely different capacity. Mm -hmm. I was, like, actually making the coffee, but... <laughs> <laughs> but there's kindred spirits there. Yeah, 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 when I was in college. <laughs> um, yeah, and she just started this. And, mm -hmm. you know, it makes sense because one of the biggest themes that they talked about throughout each one of the panel sessions was the importance of relationships, relationships mm -hmm. with your audience, re relationships with your clients, and then also relationships within your team and mm -hmm. relationships within your organization. And there was a lot of conversations about how do you move the needle and how do you get your metrics to change? And it all comes down to networking and building genuine connections. And that's really how you get the work done. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's so important because that was even part of their mission statement, how they were just saying they were just helping women 
you know, help each other, which is, like, the greatest tool we could ever use. Yeah, and I think, you know, you guys both see it. I know Scott doing a lot of the social for us. It's It can be a nasty world out there on social media. So mm-hmm. having a place where there's so much positivity and people who are like, hey, let's network and let's team up and let's share what we're doing is mm-hmm. a great thing. You know, one of the other – somebody else was live tweeting at the event, and her and I posted the exact same GIF within, like – two minutes of each other and I was like that's so great it wasn't snarky at all I was like hey yeah like we're on the same page yeah um and it's that sort of like connection that's really interesting Mm -hmm. that's amazing but I so I guess like obviously that was pretty much the majority of the day was just going to different listening to different people in the industry speak Um, Did you have any breakout sessions where you got to mingle with people? Um, I would say one of the most uncomfortable (laughs) sessions, and it's something that's really been sitting with me since, is we were really privileged um, to have two people from Google themselves do a panel um, that was labeled I Am Remarkable, or I guess technically hashtag I Am Remarkable. (laughs) Um, And it's part of a workshop that Google does for all their employees about empowering people to kind of speak up and help overcome, you know, this idea of the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. where we don't feel like we're good enough in what we do. Mm -hmm. And they had us start out, you know, they kind of went through their spiel, they did their PowerPoint deck, and then they're like, okay, write down in your notebooks, like, reasons why you're remarkable. And so, you know, I jotted down a couple. And I was like, all right, I can handle this. And then they're like, all right, now turn to the person sitting next to you and and share. And you're like, (laughs) oh, shit, okay. (laughs) Um, so I shared and I let, of course, let the girl next to me go first or woman, I should say. And she was like, yeah, I'm one of the first four, uh, female engineers ever at our company. And she was just going, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. Um, you know, so I shared my stuff and then I was like, okay, I made it through that. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, all right. So now what we're going to do is turn and find somebody new and do it all again. And then we had to keep doing it again and again. And they're like, we want you to keep doing it until you're so comfortable sharing what it is that makes mm-hmm. you remarkable in the workplace and in not the workplace. Mm-hmm. And then after everybody kind of talked collectively about how hard it was to kind of brag about yourself. Um, and one of the most interesting facts that they brought up and, you know, Scott, I think you could probably weigh in with the male perspective here is just... They said that men apply to jobs that they only feel they're 60% qualified for, whereas women will only apply to jobs that they 100% feel qualified for. I was actually on the website, too, and it talked about imposter syndrome and how they don't like apply to that at all. Like, if not everyone has a certain background, everyone comes from different places and yep. has different abilities, so... Yeah, it's really interesting, and I thought about myself when I heard that stat, and I was like... Yeah, I do that. I mean, not now, obviously, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you look at job descriptions and you think to yourself, like, okay, well, should I only have 9 out of 10 of these qualifications? Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to waste my time. Mm-hmm. Whereas they say traditionally men will be like, eh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, like, I'm going to – might as well. Why not give it a shot? Mm-hmm. And so I think if there's anything that could be learned from that, it was just to kind of take that away and – apply that same mentality about beating the imposter syndrome in a microcosm level at work you know so Mm -hmm. if we have an idea at a meeting share it if we have something we think the client might like try and share it you never know the client might love it and they're not going to get the opportunity unless you open yourself up to trying absolutely I the first time I ever that really like was brought to my attention was I was reading lean in for a school project 
and um, Cheryl Sandberg talked about how she was at Harvard taking a test with her friend and her brother, and both her and her friend, like, once they left the test, they're like, oh, we failed that completely, and the brother came out, oh, I got an A, and they all did well on the test, so I realized, oh, wow, I do that too sometimes, you second guess yourself, and it is hard to brag, but it's it's okay, like, you're still humble in a way. Yeah, and, you know, I think... so much of that happens in marketing too. Mm-hmm. Like you have to kind of just sometimes try it and obviously it depends on your marketing budget mm-hmm. and you know, the powers that be. But I thought one of the panel speakers was from Puma uh-huh. and she talked a lot about um, what they're doing with Instagram TV. Mm-hmm. And you know, she said that they were really lucky that their CMO just kind of had an open um, mind about it and was like, who knows? Instagram TV could be the next big thing. It mm-hmm. could be an utter flop, let's devote and just see what sticks. And so she said some of their stuff's been really successful, mm-hmm. some of it's been a complete flop, and mm-hmm. it's just been really interesting to kind of test that new channel and see what's working. Absolutely. That's the only way to grow is to fail. Right, so. exactly. And it's, it's so true. Somebody said at one of the panels, they were like, you know, you have to be bold before you can be good. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it when it comes to these digital marketing, especially, you know, when you're looking at, okay, how do you take a brand onto Snapchat? How do you mm-hmm. integrate um, some more serious clients into social media? Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to just try. You know your audience and you know what your metrics are and you just give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, then you adjust. Exactly. You know? It's mm-hmm. awesome, though. Um, any other, I know you said um, Caitlin on the skim. Yes. It was amazing. Who else was amazing? Um, oh, my gosh. You're going to make me... Let's say, Hold on. <laughs> Guys, I'm conferring with my notes because I'm terrible with names. Um, I would say the other one that was amazing was the director of brand marketing at Dunkin' Donuts. Her mm-hmm. name is Ann Dow. And she mostly just spoke about the importance of relationships and mm-hmm. interpersonal. And it was so minor. But it was things like know something about somebody and mm-hmm. then ask them about it the next time you see them. Mm-hmm. You know? And something as simple as like, hey, if you know your coworker's getting married, if you see her in the hallway, I'd be like, how's wedding planning going? Did you, get, did you hire a photographer? And she was just saying how taking these really small bites of conversation and relationship building adds up to like a lot more. And that she's found in the past that she's actually had roles carved out specifically for her because it's given people an opportunity to see her skills in a different way. And so then when they come and they have this gray space of, okay, we know we need someone to fill this role. Who do we think of? She immediately pops to mind. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so she talked a lot about, you know, how to do that at work. And then also just like how that parlays. One of her earlier jobs was talking to clients and just kind of doing a little bit of market research and like, hey, what is it about Dunkin' Donuts that you like? What is it that you don't like? And doing it in a way that it, they opened up to her more mm-hmm. than they would to the average like consumer research yeah. person. That's actually super interesting too, especially with Dunkin' Donuts and their rebranding now, how they're dropping the donuts. Yes. And I feel like that's definitely something that they probably did. They noticed that everyone who's a, like a valued like customer that's in every day just yeah. already just says Dunkin'. I know. Dunks. Dunks. Soon, yeah, in a couple of years it'll just be Dunks. I know. And then pretty <laughs> soon it'll just be medium regular and that's <laughs> yeah. it. No ours. But yeah, it was great. I would highly recommend, you know, major shout out to them and the folks at Google. I will, you know, say this is, Google headquarters are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, We're really fortunate to be in a city like that and to be able to network with people that work there and kind of see how they do what they do was really inspiring. 
Um, I did get myself completely lost in the building and locked in an elevator bank. Um, so I had to have somebody come, like, badge me out. Um, and I was like, okay, clearly I'm not smart enough to work at Google, <laughs> but it's great to visit Google. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. highly recommend following them on Instagram mm-hmm. and their social and, you know, just kind of keeping an eye out for what they offer around the city. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Maria.